Welcome to the Royally Bitten Pod. My name is Dominic. And I'm Matthew. And today we are going to be discussing technology and how it plays a part in our everyday life. I'm punctuating. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like on the edge of my seat right here. I'm, I'm uh, anti-penetration. Penetration. Penetration. <laughs> penetration. So you're talking about the drug um, queen. Yes. So we were talking about phones earlier. Looking at our phones, I notice a lot of the time when you go to try to do something, you unlock it and you look at the notification and you completely forget why you had even opened your phone in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this has really changed how society works. I don't think our, our parents and our grandparents, this is something that they never really had to deal with. And... Now there are devices that we are almost, there's a certain part of us that's connected to it. Like Mm -hmm. a a part of us feels naked without technology, I would say. The consistent need to have a screen as a main viewpoint. How do I say this? As like... The necessity to have a screen present at all times. Yes, yes. The consistent distraction of of the blue light. And also just like not being in the very present of the moment. And I feel like that can kind of circle back around to like the rain on the roof. Mm -hmm. It's such like a simple thing and it's just existing and just appreciating the sound of it and like knowing that like that rain is replenishing the earth around you and helping these plants to grow and these plants to grow to help you to continue to live. But it seems... It's just there all the time, so it doesn't seem like it's actually that magical or that interesting Mm -hmm. that it's happening. But then you're just, like, so used to your phone and your apps and your games and staying connected. It's a whole whole new world that we are living in that older generations did not. Gen Z (coughs) is getting uh, even more, you know? Like, that's, like, the full... That's the full cell phone baby right there. Yeah. Like, iPad babies. Like, babies that... Like, it is so cool, like, when I think about, like, my niece and nephew and stuff, like, being able to use, like, tablets and stuff, and I'm like, that's just, like, genius to be. We're able to pick up this thing and then start messing around with it and be like, oh, this is what this They're familiar does. with the routine of how to operate it. Yeah, and then they just uh, just do that, like, it's nothing. And I'm like, it just seems like something that, like, you'd, like, learn later on in life as an adult. Like, I don't think if you told someone from, like, the 1930s that, like, a baby could do something like that, they'd mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a baby. It shakes a rattle. It's a baby. Put it back on the baby. The uh, fuck was it called? The Cradle. Ba- the baby cage. The manger. No, they used to have cages where you would air out your baby in the city in like New York, and you would put them in the little windowsill. So scary. People really believed that wood was the strongest building tool they had at the time, and that's what's crazy. That uh, well, it wasn't even it wasn't even wood. It was no, I know, but the fact that that people thought that was okay. And then they're like, oh, well, it's okay. You know, we're so more advanced than that. We're going to put our baby. Th- just no. The weight distribution alone makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, and cigarettes were, you know, used to be good for you back then, too. So Yeah. And you could smoke on the And air. that's not even, I think, what the cages the were originally used for. They were oh. just an open space for smokers to have, you know, so they, they're not in, blowing out right into their apartment. They're at least outside the wall. And people put Maybe. plants out there, and people you know put plants out there, and they okay things like that. True. Okay, so they had a purpose other than just for yeah. babies. It's just people. Yeah, really didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I think it's just so interesting again that we have such a unique, ex not experience we've experienced growing up in our formative years with the rise of technology, as opposed to boomers and such beforehand that didn't. They had to learn to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. We grew up with it. Younger people than us, Gen Zs, are zillennial selves, being 95 babies. And anyone younger, no, no, sorry, the Gen Zs and younger, but a few select, excuse me, zillennials, mm. are people who their entirety of their formative years was with a screen or technology or in the age of social media, essentially. We were all present. The ones we are, we are the we are present because we understand beforehand when we were doing workbooks. We, Instead of kids now who are mail emailing in their homework and or submitting it mm-hmm. on like a new teaching algorithm that they have. We're, I feel like we're part of the last generation to like 
of like of the old world old world like not even like old world before like covid like old world before like the domination uh, of things the dominate the not the, dom- the dominatrix of the, technology you know yeah. like just completely the perversion over. of knowledge let's say that because it's so like easily accessible because we all understand at the end of the day what goes viral and what doesn't there is ways to go around it but we understand the basic agreed upon cultural rules and the fact that that's even a thing that's real you have you just have to accept that zillennials alphas they grew up of the time of social media they had screens around them 24 7 and unfortunately a lot of people our generation and and full-on millennials did was rely on screens to raise kids such as their parents did with them after the TV became more available mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Things were cheaper at the time, but they did them. They had them, and they grew up with them, and it created the culture that we have now. You come home, you want to unwind, what do you end up doing? You watch TV. You stream. That is a cultural norm that we have become accustomed to because of the easily accessible entertainment that it brings mm-hmm. and the um, escapism, so Escape- to say. <coughs> escapism is definitely, I feel like, a huge part of it. Yeah. Just because everyone has their own <coughs> way of doing it. And technology is, you know, just another form of doing that and yeah. everything in moderation. But it's harder to do now that literally technology, like literally the fact that we're recording this podcast on technology yeah. and doing this, like this is this is something that we carry with us. Using e- technology. Every single day. We, you do, yeah. we do it for everything. And, you know, even like, you know, at work, everything is on the internet and everything is uploaded. And if the power goes out, the whole business ceased to make yeah. any money because there's nothing you can... There's only... There's manual ways to do things, but mm-hmm. there's a limited amount of the way that we can do things manually now yeah. because of how much we depend on the robots and technology can I just say, that are provided to us. And adi- adding to that, for the direction of purely profits as opposed to the betterment of humankind, mm-hmm. that is where we've allowed ourselves as a species to become. Again, the culture of it with the different generations is real. And unfortunately, they clash. Because you do have the older generations that are more stubborn with it and or refusal to want to learn it. Mm-hmm. Although they have to do it. They have to adapt. And at this point, unfortunately, to say, just because I don't like the grimness of it, they are mostly on their way out at this point. A, primar- a primary mm-hmm. percentage now is older millennials, elder millennials as they're called, mm-hmm. millennials, zillennials such as us, um, the older Gen Zers... The mid-gen Zers are graduating, dude. For example, the millennial pause. You know, remember that when all that happened, right? Yes. So that's so real. And because people say it, I start to understand it now. It's because there's a different way in the generations approaching recording themselves. Yes. And Millennials have to be like, oh, I'm going to record myself. Okay, let me set myself up. Click. Gen Zs live on the internet. They live recording themselves. Mm-hmm. It's as effortless to them as posing in front of a mirror when yeah. we did it. And that's what's really freaking crazy. But it's those societal generational differences that I just find so fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that anthropology? I don't know. They are the surveillance children. Mm-hmm. So it's just like camera all the time. What's the difference between my camera on my phone yeah. and the camera that's recording me that's on the ceiling here? So yeah. it's just like one and the same versus like we record and once we hit record, it's like we record, we're recording with intention mm-hmm. there and trying to think the millennial smile is real i feel and it, it, it's it coincides with that like a fake like is it like, like a, the, it's that smile like you put on like <laughs> it's that little it's that mask of a smile you put on in every instance when you're trying to give the illusion that you're pleasant happy i don't know how to describe it really but when you're about to record you know you throw on a smile like all mm. right here we go start yeah it's that smile it's from it's a smile you put on for the pause. It's the MySpace duck face. Yes, and can we just not bring back the duck face, please? Yeah. It was fun for a time. It was fun when the Kardashians were a little bit more likable. It was fun when everyone was doing it because it was fun to do it on vacation for photos. And then you, you did it at special events, which are fine. But then you started to do it anytime someone took a photo of you. Period. And it ble- you bled the boundaries. Mm. Things are only fun because you. How do I say this? You're not in a, situa- a situation to have them all the time. If something was so consistent, you would grow dull of it quickly. You would be over it. Mm-hmm. It's like if you play the same song over and over, that song is less special now. Depends on the song. So you let that bleed into your the entirety of all your photos you're going to take? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to get a little redundant. You're going to get bored of it mm-hmm. and you're going to hate it. Mm-hmm. 
It's like any Ed Sheeran song. You're like, is this the same photo 5,000 times? Did you ever see that photo of Ed Sheeran that's in a photo that's a landscape, but if you zoom in, all the landscaping is photo of Ed Sheeran? Uh-uh. It's fucking terrifying. That is it's all orange. terrifying. Wow. There's one song it's of his I do orange. like, by the way. There's a song that I've been hearing a lot that I've liked, and I'm like, who sings this? Ed Sheeran, and I am shooketh. Whoa. Yeah, I don't like Ed Sheeran, but this song was really good. I found that out about Harry Styles the other day. Wait, you don't like Harry Styles? Um, I don't know how I feel about Harry Styles. I'm just a hater sometimes, and I you, and you know are. What? and that's not a good thing. And that's not a, I need to just chill out. You know, um, that's what it is. And you know, right? Wow, revelation, breakthrough. Isn't? Yeah, true. I love myself. You are loved, Dominic. And just you know, chill Can out. Can I just say the sexiest thing in the world is introspection? Right. Yeah, I, I just genuinely think <laughs> I think it was you that said it to me for the first time in the past year or so when we started to talk a little bit more about how we're kind of doing that more these days mm-hmm. and that word has just stuck with me and I'm like it feels such a good thing it feels like a po- it makes me feel powerful it does it gives it does. me a confidence that I've been bringing I feel in my life and the way I've been carrying myself in the past few years and I'm thinking is this the secret that I feel quote unquote normal people feel all the time yes because if so that actually makes me hate them more. Oh, really? Because why are they keeping this knowledge to themselves? What, to just be like... Just... Like, I had to figure this out myself. Someone could have told me this, and I could have probably saved a lot of heartache and horrible experiences. Yeah, but at the same time, you can be told something, mm-hmm. and you can do something, do the complete opposite. Like... Okay, but then present me the opportunity. Tell me at least, and then I'll decide if I'm going to listen to it or not. Well, that's that's. So what is the secret that you feel like they're not telling you? That, what I had just said. <laughs> I really wish we could have that fucking meme and just like pop up right there. I said what I said. I said what I said. I was talking about Michi and Jamari the other day about <clears throat> the old TVs because they have a they got a TV. And, you know, like oh, like how much you think this cost? And like it was you know surprisingly cheap for like such a big screen. And then I was thinking about like the giant ass like boob tubes that we used to have mm-hmm. and how there used to be like really really big versions of them yeah that kind of looked like home movie theaters with like the giant ass speaker on the bottom the boxes. and then it was yeah there were I know what fucking, you, I fully know what you mean we had one boxes too. and you basically yeah. had to like hire a mover to come in and put this bitch in your house yeah and then yeah now we have affordable screens that are thin as shit yeah and what do you mean affordable? They're not that affordable. They're more affordable than a TV back in the day, I would say. Would you not? Yeah, I feel I like guess. TVs were more luxury. Like, you know what? It depends on what you... It depends <clears throat> on the kind of screen you're getting, I guess. Because, like, yeah, there's, like, $200, you know, uh, 60 inches. Uh, if that, is that big? I don't know, inches. Is it feet? We're doing feet? Yeah, they're inches. Okay, it's, like, 60 inches. But then you have actual, like, giant ones, like, the ones we have, for example, in our respective living areas yeah that are really big yeah those ones cost a little bit more and if there are and if they have a lot of more technology and like, like smart tech tvs which are primarily everywhere now those remember those were kind of like the premiums smart tvs most tvs are kind of smart now at this point that's what i'm saying that's the thing it's that's like literally it's very it, yeah it's standard it's yeah. standard at this point but i'm saying like really big ones i feel like it was like a status thing like mm-hmm. to have it'd be like okay wow holy shit like they paid all this money just to put like this giant ass cube in the middle of the living room mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm in the movie theater but i'm also in my house wow this is so crazy look at you writing their pr for you <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah i'm trying to you know bring back those tvs because that would be so fun to like carry that shit back into the house but like flat screens were also called plasma back in the day yeah. and then those were like really like sought after and those were like another plasma TVs thing. was everywhere everything and now it's like everything is basically a plasma TV mm-hmm. and everything is HD yeah and it because honestly TVs okay. are just like it's just like it's a monitor yeah you know, but it's because the technology improved and became easily more available mm-hmm. thus less expensive because it was used almost in every production line <clears throat> and I blame capitalism And what gives you the the seventh flag on top of Six Flags America? You know? Like what? That was fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. It it wasn't my joke. It was Family Guy. (laughs)
Isn't your life Family Guy? <laughs> my life is Family Guy. <laughs> Not to read you, but pretty much. Um, but back to the TV. The <clears throat> one of the things that I remember and that I miss, uh, or that I missed for a while during the transitional period of having a really big boob tube TV to a flat plasma TV, was that the older ones when you turn it on you could hear that the tv was on the you'd static hear, charge you'd hear a little ting, and then it would just like and then you just hear like everything start and then there's like a frequency in the air as long as the tv's on even if nothing's wait playing. do that sound again ting. you know what that reminds me of what the, <laughs> the thx sound the, T- oh T- T- oh the shit. thx Wait, fuck! Oh my, hello. That one was that one was deep. It's like, like that. You know what I mean, right? Yes. It's just okay. like it just like it starts out really, really, really low, and then it just like gets loud as shit. Yeah, like old VHS is when you start them, like the previews and everything. Yes. And they tell you like all the production companies that one THX and it goes. Yes. Yeah, that. Before Spy Kids. Before. Yeah. I remember seeing that before Spy Kids a lot. It was just like it was like. That was a cinematic yeah. experience. That frequency made me feel very comfortable, mm-hmm. and I think like it made it just made like me feel like someone else was there with me, which is really weird. And then I went from that to you know getting a t uh, my own TV when I was like nineteen, I think, and then like I you know switched it out, and I had, like I would have the TV on, and even when something was playing, it just felt like I was like truly alone. Mm-hmm. It was like no one else is here. Like I, like the comfort was almost gone a little bit. And then I got over it, but I was like, that's so weird. Well, that, do you like, think that was like your initial instance of needing like background noise when you're yeah. doing things? Mm-hmm. Because I noticed that's a real, a real thing too. And it's really, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think, I can't say if it's a negative or not experience to have. What do you mean? To always need background noise? Yeah. I don't like, know. Like people who need to sleep to noise, for sounds, example. Like yeah. Sounds. I do, for example. Mm-hmm. I can't just do the silence Mm -hmm. and then for a lot of people it's the same but it's because they're trying to stay distracted for something Mm -hmm. or their mind's always racing so Mm -hmm. to have something that's not on the same wavelength if that makes sense it's Mm -hmm. not as distracting for them and they can ease off into sleep or rest i mean also like can uh sound like tinnitus a little bit too with like huh archer archer oh yeah (laughs) you know like there's a lot of different reasons like why people just don't want to like sit in silence like Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable because even when it's silent, it's not truly silent, really. But when you can hear the silence, that's what I think scares people. The raindrops are amazing. Yeah, this is very calming, like a spiritual experience. And you know what? We only do spiritual experiences here in this pool house. It's think true. about how many amazing things, mm-hmm. art-wise, were made in here. That's true. So much. We grew shit. up in this pool house yes well kind of a little bit yeah i mean like yeah is that about my little my little parties in here i think from my childlike viewpoint i consider growing up your form when you hear growing up i'm assuming formative years yeah we know like like early early growing up but like i know right i'm talking about like not even early development but like Mm -hmm. your more formative years of your teens and puberty because I, oh, I still feel young at heart. Your baby adult years. Yeah. Your baby adult years. But I'm in my I'm in my double development years, yeah. is what I'm calling them, is your tw- is your 20s, you the entirety for, of your 20s. You ready for 28, son? I am, because you know I'm excited for my 30s. Hell yeah. Yes. Fuck it up. The best way to combat depression, <laughs> if you're able to, at least what works for me, is to look forward to things in a more positive way, mm-hmm. so that regardless of what comes out of it, it's like, you know what? I at least didn't torture myself. Exactly. Exactly. It's once you've been to the other side of things, you start to get a little bit more comfortable being like, you know what? This isn't the area I'm supposed to be in. That is. Mm-hmm. So when I get there, it's like, Psh, I should have been here the whole time. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then guess what? You start to set yourself up for success going forward. Yeah. It's re- it really feels really fucking good. That's weird. And your life starts to go uh, a little bit better. It's all mindset and... Perspective. Perspective. Because that's I mean, what reality I, is. I know that like, you know... Certain people have harder lives than others, and it yeah. might be a little harder for certain people to get places, but... Yeah, not everyone's really bitten. You really... Yeah, exactly. Not everyone is ready for the truth, bro. No. And truth hurts sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah. It's still beautiful as shit. 
you know there's all um, and if you're listening we love you and you're beautiful yeah free yourself and thank you for joining us because this is what we want this to be we want this to be just a moment to sit back chill and just talk about you know almost any and everything that we seem to experience or want to talk about just be like a bunch of we're all just a bunch of chickens with our heads cut off running around trying to figure out what's going on it's nice to be able to connect with people I didn't really like um, TikTok at first. First off, it was musically, you know, just a little history lesson there. Not a lot of people know that. Um, people are like, what? What the fuck is that? Yeah, it used to be musical, yeah. musically. The uh, community on there was completely different. It was literally just like lip syncing, but like, and then turning the camera in all different weird ass angles all around your body as like moving it closer and far away and then down and then up and then all around different corners and making it faster. Anyways, but. I noticed when I got onto TikTok, when I like re-downloaded it, there was a lot of POV videos. And I was like, I don't understand this POV thing. It's very weird to me, because it's like, why am I watching someone pretend to do something on the internet? And then like, over time, it like became pretty normal. And I think it's because a lot of people just feel like really alone. And it was a way for kids on the internet to feel like they're connected to somebody else because it's like point of view you're doing like point of view i'm your best friend and i'm we're telling secrets or like there's a lot of asmr videos about it where it's like yeah we're pretty view i'm spilling tea or point of view like or you know they'll do asmr but like in that context to where they'll literally just like brush your hair or like say really positive nice things to you like there's this whole like new culture out there on the internet that of of, of other people trying to uplift people with it so it's not all bad you know it's but it's I think interesting the pov pandemic that you're referring to mm-hmm. was really embraced a lot by young actors and actresses at the time who were using the app that weren't able to go out there and actually audition mm-hmm. due to either the ins inaccessibility of said audition roles and or the pandemic depending on the time frame that you're referring to as well mm-hmm. and people were using it as a as a form essentially of proof of their acting chops like how do i say this you know what improv comedy is right yes you give someone a situation and a location and they do a whole skit that's essentially what that the pov is a modern form of that in the electronic form yeah it's like okay here's the scene you're looking at me i'm a crazy girl yeah. At Starbucks, who turns into a Karen over a foam latte. Like, that's a whole TikTok. And I guarantee you that's a real fucking video out there. But that's also maybe a character in a zany zany show that's going to happen. And someone's scrolling and this person becomes big because their content is good. People can see they can act really well. Do you know what? What? It wasn't a show. Do you know what show? No. Scream Queens. Never got into it. (gasps) We talked about this. Listen. If you want to keep me around, don't kill my Ari Antagante so early in the show. Oh, come on. Loki, you know who I think would have been really good on that show? Who? Jeanette McCurdy. She would have been. I genuinely think she would have done such an amazing job and would have stolen the spotlight. I think you should. should Were she to be in a place to work, you know, act. Yeah. Again. I still think you should see the show. Thank you. The show appreciate it i saw death becomes her <gasps> so good so i want to watch it again but so, so good. good yeah i watched it with paul yeah. it was really really good and that i understand why it's such an iconic movie yeah what is it flaccid yes flaccid <laughs> <laughs> what is it about toxic and presentingly terrible female characters that is such an iconic dance like the villainess the villainess the most vile person who does the most vile things like this woman could murder an entire town with just a blink of her eye Mm -hmm. and just because her makeup is on point and she's meryl streep yes the gays are like yes mama queen slay everyone down the house boots they were like like, 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 clack 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 charlie xcx snatch my wig (laughs) i'm clink pop (laughs) (laughs) no but it's like it's like but what is it about such a terrible presenting character that is such an alluring thing to the community? Is it because of the vilification that Disney did to the queer community in all its mov- I movies? I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that Ursula was based off of a drag queen. But that's what I'm saying. Because it's like... Look at Captain Hook. It's like all, all of that's these... That's a big like, old bottom. All of... <laughs> 
all of no, it's not even like not even them like like that. I'm saying like the queens, like the the real villains, like yeah. Maleficent, um, Corilla Deville, my bad, Ursula, like all of these different characters where we're just like we know you're bad but like we're drawn to you for some reason we love it we love like what is that you know it's they're so see i never feel bad about the fact they used to make the gay the gay guy the underling of the main villainess Mm, because it's so true because it made sense because if this woman if Maleficent, for example, in any form of media that, because she slayed all of them, mm-hmm. was real and here in front of us in real life, the gays would be her little hench people flying around <laughs> with their monkey wings, <laughs> collecting Wendy from Bell's Tower. <laughs> like, I don't know, the movies. Literally out here doing some Wizard of Oz shit, we would, yeah. be, the, we would be the flying monkeys around the Wicked Witch. Like, that's... It's pretty literally. spot on because all of us are wearing jock straps. Uh, I, exactly. The, the mon- you look, if you look down, monkeys are not wearing... If you look down, chromatica jock strap. <laughs> yes. What's really crazy, I think, is the progression of computers in all forms. I think the progression of computers really is just terrifying when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because we have gone from gigantic desktop machines <coughs> that required so much power. And I think they were bad for you at some point because like they gave off radi- radioactivity similar to like sitting really close to a TV screen or a microwave. I have no idea. I just remember you weren't supposed to put your laptop on your lap for too long because yeah. it killed your sperm cells. Right. But then I think to myself, I'm not having biological children. But at the same time, I don't want to give myself any type of C-A-N-C-E-R. Yeah. But I, you know, but I want kids, so. I, mean, I don't know. At the, same, time, I was, at the time, I was like, yeah, I don't Mountain know, Dew. And Mountain Dew because it kills your sperm, sperm yeah. cells. Sperm count and then everything kills your sperm count. Everything does. Who, guys, listen, everyone listening, how much sperm do you have? <laughs> I need you to do data your, research and I get need, back to us with these. Figures. I need your sperm routing numbers. Oh, we're keeping this in by to your to your to your the bank. <laughs> okay, no, back to the computer. Is even before the giant desktop computers, they had entire buildings that were dedicated to a server for a computer yeah and it would only hold two gigabytes yeah and that shit is like tiny as hell now is that crazy that's a job too someone's job is to do that what their entire it job first of all i still don't understand the concept of an it job i want everyone listening to know i don't understand please tell me what your job is and how it operates so i think it's just amazing the progression that computers have gone through when you think about it because they went from giant boxy machines on a desktop to a very small but durable screen in our pockets that can also make calls do calculations navigate us we can literally the concept of having an entire computer in your pocket has drastically changed us as a species and how we operate both culturally and instinctively nowadays if there's an issue we understand there are resources that we can contact to handle these issues. Back then, beforehand, before everything we had, we had whole different protocols for these things on how to handle emergencies, how we handle anything that was happening. You had to like find different people. It's all about connections. You'd have to have the contacts. If you wanted to know about something. Do you memorize everyone's phone numbers? You'd have to go to the library. Reference pages. Do any gen alphas understand these words we're using? Do you know what encyclopedia is? Do you know what a li- do you know what a library is? Do you know what a Britannica is? Britannica. Is that not the encyclopedia people? Itan- oh, well, I guess I apparently don't. It's something Britannica. I can't remember the full name. I think it's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> the British Italian. It's it's like um, Gaga. You know, that's an Italian name, right? Oh yes, the Germanata Britannica. Gaga. You know, the Britannica Germanata. <laughs> <laughs> Like even if you, when you wanted to know something, you like you Google things now. Mm-hmm. And before Google, there mm-hmm. was Ask Jeeves. And before I loved Ask uh, Jeeves, it made me feel so fancy. Ask Jeeves? I had a I had an electronic butler. <laughs> That's literally how it felt, and it was like, wow, this is so cool. You're so smart, and like before you would. You'd and have then to it ask came Ask dot com. No, Ask dot com. That's the other one. Okay. Ask.com. Did you really forget that? I yes, feel like I that did. was the easiest. I was like, what the fuck? Besides is Google called? itself. Do you ever Google? Do you ever go onto a computer and you need to go to Google? So you type in www.google.com. Yes. But it's automatically searching on a Google engine. Yes, but more normally, I mean, normally I type in google.com when someone's thing is connected to like Yahoo or something. Ooh. Or like Bing. I have to. I think I have. I think I have a 
a theory, a way to distinguish between millennials and gen z's when you go to your search bar do you put in the website or do you rely on the google search option that's a really good question because if you remember it before people use google for everything before google blew up people had to know websites to type in to go to web pages and then nowadays every single new device that has connectivity to the internet is powered by individual search engine safari google ping well, i wonder with like using your iphone too is you also have the option to just like literally swipe down and just search and it'll search through your whole iPhone or you yeah. can like scroll to the bottom and it'll click like search web. I wonder how many people use that feature mm -hmm. to search I just started using everything. that last year. So, so do you do that instead of like clicking on for certain things though going but on... because i'm difficult i'm a difficult gemini i go back and forth a lot yeah so in my head i've meticulously planned out which way i'm going to do for what i'm trying to do and who i'm trying to reach if it's my mother for example i know i could do that one because i could just type ic because mm -hmm. she's my emergency contact number one mm -hmm. and i know that'll be the first thing that'll pop up it's not going to go through searching i don't have to shift through a lot of options that come up mm -hmm. i know what i'm looking at each time i get used to um patterns yes i'm a patterns person more than an analytical person I'm mm -hmm. noticing. Well, I just mean like specifically with just looking things up for the internet. Do you do that when you're, when you do under the search bar and you're just like, okay, like, hmm, what does that word mean? Do you just type that in and then do that and then click on Safari at the bottom or do you go to Safari directly? That's why I just type said, in, I do both. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's, okay. All right. So, which really? You don't have like a preference? No, no that's one? what I'm saying. What are you What are you talking about? What do you mean? Dom's like, that's really nice and all dandy, but you didn't answer my fucking question. <laughs> I was like, I, cool. I'm like, bitch, I literally You're avoiding did. it. You're, but wait, they didn't answer my question. Is that me though? Because when I respond to you, does it not sound like a response? It didn't sound like a full response. Like it, okay. didn't, it sounded like an explanation uh -huh. of what I was trying to get at, but it didn't like sound like, it wasn't like a yes or a no. Right. From there mm -hmm. though. Technology. <laughs> Technology is gone from giant ass rooms that can have two gigs of space and a giant was not even a room buildings to little little tiny little things you can shove into your pocket yeah. and I don't know for some reason my mind goes to like iPod shuffles like instantly like when I like when I see the like comparison I'm just like building iPod shuffle which I, which I saw a TikTok like a couple months ago of like someone like it's like vintage technology or whatever and this it was girl an iPod like nano huh it was an it was iPod, iPod nano it was a nano and she freaking used it to clip up her hair and I was like wow yeah and I know it was a joke I, it was a joke but like it was just like wow but what <laughs> also the uniqueness of us growing up with the release of the iPod. Mm -hmm. and like this new thing and it was just like so sleek and modern and futuristic because it was a screen with buttons you could control and viewpoint your music you can create a custom library of your favorite songs yes as an alternative to discs mm -hmm. i had a lot of pussycat doll fan fiction going through me <laughs> at the time it was one of those things where Cause again because i got really into repetition i would listen to the same songs every night before bed like when i grew up buttons i shared a library with my mom so like we all had like like a mix of the same music and like whatever I would listen to, she would listen to basically. And there was How to Save a Life, I remember in sixth grade listening to it on my iPod video and playing with a little Spider-Man toy. It was like a black Spider-Man. And I had him do like a ballerina dance like on the floor to How to Save a Life while like low-key kind of crying because like I think I had like a crush on one of my friends that, and that was my way of feeling that because I didn't know I was homosexual yet so that was weird Wait, um, you're, that was you're weird. gay I, i'm a gay i remember seventh grade uh getting like finally getting the ipod touch and that was a fucking game changer and one of my favorite things to do on there was i got the app iMilk and you would push the button and it would load up your phone with milk and then you would pretend to drink it and then if you shook it it would turn into cheese and then if you shook it even more it would turn into whipped cream and then they also had one for soda they had one for popcorn but the popcorn one also had like a, a circuitry board and when you click the circuitry board there were cockroaches crawling across the page in the circuitry board this sounds terrifying and they also <laughs> and then they also had an eye bug one where you could go in and you could just squash the bugs this is why he is inside the way he is. of the, <laughs> inside of the screen it was so fun and like those were my favorite freaking apps i was like this is so cool then there was like i was playing fourth grade adventures in uh did you ever play those seventh grade you were playing i was playing seventh grade adventures at the time <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play those games 
No. Wait, really? Never? I don't know what that is. Oh my god, okay, real quick, sidetrack. So, okay. not sidetrack, because we're talking about technology, but at the time we had, when I was a child, and growing up obviously in grade school, Every summer, my school would do a summer program where they would offer interactive educational game, which was just teaching you about math, history, reading, and they're going to teach you a little bit about the subjects you're going to be learning in that year. Mm -hmm. And it's a really fun game. It's really fun. It's very inventive. The adventure was great. It kept my attention for so many summers all the time. Temple Run. Just like Temple Run. I don't know. You said educational for some reason, and that's what popped into my head. No, it's not educational. But like, it's not. It felt okay. That's what that's what the image that popped in my head. Okay, but when you were a kid, did you play a lot of like online CD games on the PC? If you didn't, a that's little... fine. Oh, how about this? Did you ever play early Sims games when they were on CDs? No, I really wish I did. I really wish I did. I did. So maybe that's why I I played games on the computer a lot yeah. more with my cousins growing up. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's why it was more my sphere at the time. I did like educational games like really early on where mm -hmm. it would just be like math problems on the computer but nothing like super super fun early on yeah. into the um into the computer age and were you ever hooked on phonics i was hooked on phonics as a kid you don't want to be doing extra homework right while you're already no in i hated it i remember like, doing it in the summers too my parents were like you have to do two hours of hooked on phonics before you go to the pool fucking kidding me leave me alone <laughs> go swimming unless you do your phonics Oh, God. Yeah. And then I remember, because around that same time, too, there was also like a, a number line where I was learning like negative numbers where mm -hmm. you would like go back and you would count. I really hate that I took for granted a lot of systems set up in place for you to just learn more and you don't have to worry about the responsibilities of having the time to devote to it. We all take that for granted when we're young, of course. But looking back, it's like, damn, I should have paid more attention. But we grew up in a, again, we grew up in a time where becoming distracted was more and more regular. And I'm not saying that as an excuse, I'm giving an explanation. I'm not asking you to do anything about yourself, but I'm trying to have you understand I have some certain limitations compared to what you had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is not easy because technology has definitely created a lot of these attention disorders and the way that it's just harder for people to yeah. focus and complete tasks. Mm -hmm. But we out here doing it. We, we are tough ass cookies who are about to enter a completely new era of the life. And the fact that life is getting scary <laughs> because surveillance feels like it's being taken to a whole nother level. I'm getting some 1984 vibes. And then on top of that, AIs are getting really, really smart and they're becoming more prevalent. And the fact that there's already a robot citizen in Saudi Arabia, Sophia. <laughs> if you scare the, the people enough, they will cling to any type of help that comes along. We are also just trading off efficiency and easy accessibility for privacy at this point. Yes. And we all know it and it makes us uncomfortable, but we're here participating and doing it anyways. So it's a very interesting phenomenon to be a part of. Try to remember that you're human and connect with the physical, actual world around you so that you don't get stuck in the matrix. It's really important for people to slow down. It really is. So as I was saying, it's very important to be present. Yes. So try also not to let technology completely take over your life. It does have a place and it is helpful, but just remember that you can be self-sustaining without it as well. And I feel like it's important just to take up different skills beyond technology that would be beneficial to you. Yeah. Okay, let's go scrolling. Scrolling is terrible. <laughs> it has done so much harm to people. I genuinely think it's the catalyst of a lot of the attention disorders that we've been seeing occur over the past few years. I am such an addict to scrolling that I'm noticing, and it's one of those things that I wanna immediately start fixing about mm -hmm. myself. I'm like, okay, maybe there's, I can do a day where I'm just like, okay, maybe I don't go immediately onto TikTok. I don't mean to go on Instagram. I don't go on any, my phone for anything unless it's to reply to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. That's what I've done with like TikTok. Like, cause like, we'll send each other TikToks and videos mm -hmm. and stuff. But like, normally what will happen is if I start watching one video, yeah. I watch a mass of them because I have taken that time to like sit down and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm yeah. gonna crush these videos and get this out of the way yeah. versus like- but You can compartmentalize your time to do so. Yeah. And that's what's really cool. And you know, you're, you have a boundary and mm -hmm. you know that. I'm not fully there yet. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm at that point where I get up, the first thing that I do is grab my phone because I immediately start unlocking it to pull up an app to have something playing 
so that my mind is distracted so I can just move from my bed to my bathroom. Mm -hmm. That is where I'm lost in right now. Mm. And, but I'm happy to report everyone that I'm aware of it and it's something I'm trying to pull myself out of. It's because our tension spans are so terrible mm -hmm. because of the of scrolling. And that is really unhealthy for our minds. We were not meant to have this. I also heard just too, like, it, we weren't really meant to go from such drastic motions, like, up and down the scale. Like, going from, like, this, like, really, like, sad video of someone dying or, like, mm -hmm. uh, like a, a shooting or something, and then literally scrolling to the next one, and it's just a skit, and you're just laughing, and then you switch after that, and now it's yeah. a song, and you're jamming off to the song, and it's like, we're going through all of these emotions and these range of emotions in such short time periods instead of actually just like sitting on one and then like letting it gradually switch and switch guess what you other. become numb to it like we said earlier yes you do you do it, it's just like it's just something that you're like okay yeah like this is and then when things actually happen you don't know how to respond to it right because and you fell out of touch with it it almost feels like it was intentional it's intentional it is. they're doing it so that they're like okay now well, if we desensitize them, then that way, if we do really, really terrible things yeah. happen in real life, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, it's one of the things, like, the fact that, you know, every time, like, I hear about, like, oh, like, a mass shooting or something, sad, and it's fucking terrible, yeah. but I hear it so often. Do you want to get like, conspiracy theorists for a minute? Go ahead. No, that's what you're saying. Because what you're saying is, I, I agree. Yeah. And if I comment on it, it's gonna we're going to get into conspiracy theory time so i'm like do you want to get into that yeah okay yeah. no it's fine yeah um but like that's that's literally how it like kind of it feels like it's yeah. just like what is what is like actually happening who who is at the top of this chain mm -hmm. that's out here that's doing all these things because it seems like it's planned like the number of times that like i've watched something and then like something similar happens in real life a couple years later it's like the media hollywood and what's being mass produced to mm -hmm. the general public is also connected politically to an agenda that they have within the next couple years so that they can ease people in yeah to understanding yeah. to being like okay look you've already seen this like oh like uh last man on earth you're desensitized to it the more you're you're viewing it exactly and so when it actually happens the reaction isn't so instant or fresh, if that makes sense. Exactly. It's yeah. it's like a it's it's an emotional vaccine, if you think about it. They're just like, all right, here's a little taste. It's poppers. Ill. No. We're gonna not ease even. this in real quick. <laughs> no, not even. We're gonna help ease this a bit. It's like literally, like we're just gonna give you a little bit here, and you know, oh, see, that wasn't so bad. And then like a couple years later, just bam. Yeah, terrible. So yes, think about it. Again, a majority of our culture is intaking of media. If you control the media, if you control the message, you control perception. If you control perception, you control reality because perception is what? Reality. Everything is linked. Once you understand the concept of that web, you start to see where things fall on it. You understand the top people, let's say that, you know, I know there's all different theories of these things, but let's say there's five people that actually run the world. Uh, the fifth guy, he owns oil companies. His oil pipeline bursted in the ocean. There's not gross stuff happening down there. Oh, what does he do? He has his enter he has his friend uh, who controls the entertainment section put Beyonce on tour. Actually, let's talk about that mm. because the media is covering so much more about a fucking tour for an artist compared to other things actually happening in the world mm. that are actually really freaking terrible when you get down to it. The oil spill, for example, is not being reported. I'm seeing that more on Twitter because ABC, NBC. Fox, everyone's reporting about Beyonce ticket sales because that is a cover. Everything is being covered because they don't want the negative press. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. When they say everything is connected, they are because everyone is owned by the same groups, by the same people at the top. So it's just about trying to intake all the information you can and make your own justified, reasonable decision on things. But it still freaking sucks that we are in such a hellish landscape where a single check can change an entire narrative it's i mean it's it's, it's money it's greed it's uh, yeah literally just trying to and how do you survive in a world where it's like that especially when things are against you you have to like everybody else yeah exactly like eventually like you you give in you give in or you you i don't know you, you don't get to the that's the thing the fact the we can't top. even answer that is the sad part but yeah, that's just exactly. reality you but can't. then you that's what being a nihilist or something when you completely give up mm, mm -hmm. something like that oh my god 
I was so thirsty. So you're talking about scrolling. Yeah, and then, and then it just puts you in that kind of rabbit hole too, like you said, where you're sc you see one video, next you know you swipe and you see another one because it shows something that you liked at one point. That's a hook. Mm -hmm. And that's gotcha. And it's pulling you down. No, it's pulling you up. Like the sea hooks from that SpongeBob episode. Yeah, it's pulling you up. Yeah. So but anyways, it pulls you down into the rabbit hole of scrolling. It, it can, or yeah. it can motivate you. If for that specific instant, you know, like if I were to see someone that was just like shirtless and like really like mm -hmm. jacked. Well, that's wonderful. That's I'm wonderful. Like, I'm like, okay. Wonderful. Nice. Okay. Now let me go. Let me go do something to go look like that. And I hope that everyone is as strong as you when you see that. You're like, I'm motivated. Let me stop right now and go do a positive thing. That's awesome. So you want to get to. But it sucks that the initial thing is, uh, or not the initial thing, but the p sad part of it is that you could see him like, okay, I'm watching. And then you scroll again. And then you scroll again. And that was the saying. And then you mm, fall down that rabbit mm -hmm, hole because mm -hmm. of the amount of time you waste. The amount of time you waste, the amount of emotions you go through. The amount through. of breath you take. Every... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, stop. Don't copyright. You think about like going on like TikTok and like watching people's like lives and stuff. And, like you can get lost in there for hours. Wait, like, do you actually watch lives? Oh yeah, I do. I do. Um, so I first started watching them. I watched like a couple like ASMR ones. Just okay. when I'm like really tired. I'm just trying to relax, and someone's just like playing with whatever, like some slime or whatever. And then um, there was just one. There's this uh, Reiki guy, and we'll do Reiki on the screen and just like send positive energy through the screen. Mm -hmm. And then he'll do like his little meditation bowl, and like I've fallen asleep to that a couple times. And then, um, isn't the concept the concept of energy manipulation such an interesting thing? It is. It really is. Like you understand when you start to understand the concept of energy and the actual implications it has on our beings, mm -hmm. and how we uh, actually have an influence on that, yes. and how we feel. It's just such nothing short of godly to me. A hundred percent. It's just kind of like you have the ability to be able to change these things. So right. You can, so you don't need to feel this way. We can change this energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very nice thing. Um, with lives, though, I feel like I am like just chilling with this person, mm -hmm. like with the people in the comments. Like, we're just hanging out, you know, because it's like a... Maybe that's what it is, because I've never felt that. Like, if I join a live, mm -hmm. oh, it's just me and this person chilling or me and these people chilling. I don't feel that connection like that. I'm mm -hmm. visually just aware mm -hmm. that I'm looking at a screen. Mm -hmm. I don't feel a connection. It also like, just depends on like who you're watching in the live. Like, you can find people that you're just like, huh, I like your content. You seem yeah. like a cool person. And they have like 20 people watching. I think it's just them. the way I feel from what I'm being presented. Gotcha. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your For You page needs a reset is what you're saying. Sometimes. <laughs> but it's also about curating your For You page. Yeah. You need to realize the people you like and follow, or even just your general feed, not even your For You page, your feed on everything, is just going back and realizing, okay, this creator that produces this content was great for that moment in my life, for what I was interested at the time. Mm -hmm. That's not so much me anymore. I, great, I hope they get continue to get support and help other people, but I, I don't need, you know, this content on my feed doesn't do anything for me as of now. It doesn't represent how I feel or what I'm thinking these days. Gotcha. So let me remove it from my feed. Am I unfollow? Because mm -hmm. the whole point of a follow is to keep up with them. Yeah, right. For what they produce. At this point, you're not keeping up with them. You're just following them to follow. Yeah. And I don't believe in those. Yeah, yeah. And that's what people, I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and unfollow them. Sometimes you've asked, like, why unfollow them? I'm like, they don't do anything for me. Yeah, exactly. They did something at some point, right. and now. And it's not even to be mean or anything. Nothing is malicious. But I think that's also why people take social media so serious. Yeah. It's because you get into your feels about who does and does not follow you. You are not owed dickly, dude. <laughs> no, you're not. And it's, it's honestly, it's supposed to be, a, you're supposed to be able to be comfortable at yeah. being on the internet and expressing yourself. And like, if you don't feel comfortable following someone or interacting with them, yeah. then like you shouldn't have to have to do that. That's what gets into the, courteous, uh, like, the mental health version of social media is what, and what social media has done to you. Cause it makes people more anxious mm -hmm. about, we used to care about more societal norms. Now we're more concerned about like societal norms on the internet right. as well. We have a whole different platform that we don't have full control over as opposed to real life where we control what we say. Mm -hmm. On the internet, it's forever. <laughs> it's more about how you're perceived online that's more important these days compared to what it was prior. And that causes a lot of issues for us because we should be caring ourselves, not about how we're presenting online. Well, we should also just like be able to get onto these social apps and uh -huh. not feel uncomfortable or uncomfortable or not feel like oh i really wish i didn't see that like if you're seeing if there's all this shit on your 
timeline or on your feed that you don't want to see, then get rid of it. Yeah. Stop looking at it. Like, why are you torturing yourself? Again, and that's like, what's important to curate your feed with your how you're doing. Like, you know, celebrity singers do that with different albums for their different right. eras. You well, can just, like, need to do the same just, yours. Like, you know what? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, well, celebrities will just be like, mm, I'm unfollowing this person, this person, this person. You know what it is? It's when you rebrand. Right. When you go blonde. When, when you, you shave blonde. your head. Yes. When you... when you develop a new style that feels right to you, that's different than what you had prior. That is something to celebrate because you are in your new era. Yes. And that goes as well as you want it to, as long as you're willing to put in the work. But remain authentic to yourself. Just be happy to be literally every era and every version of yourself. Like, and unplug. And they're all and they're all important and they're all valid. And yeah. they're all in different forms, you know? So And learn to unplug more. For real. Like Don't touch your phone. <laughs> Don't touch your phone until you're ready to leave the house in I mean, the morning. I mean, touch your phone right now because you need to touch your phone probably to listen to this. I mean, you should also like and comment and subscribe and <laughs> you should follow us on Instagram. You should, yes, you should follow us on Instagram. And you should follow the pods at, Instagram. Our Instagrams are in the bio, as well as in the description of this episode. <laughs> Did you forget the name? No. What's the name of our podcast? We're going to say the name of the podcast at the end, but we can actually put the actual information at the bottom, because okay. then it's a link that can click. My bad, y'all. That's a little clip for me. That's my bad. Okay. That's okay. We're learn. Hey, live and let learn. Live, That's not the song. Live and let learn. Okay. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> it's a placing that's a setting. It's a placing that's inviting. Oh, wait, is that the show Ariana Grande? Is that where Ariana Venti came from? Is that Ariana and the Ventis? <laughs> it's okay. We're cutting there. Don't worry. All right. Um, but so, yeah, so. Remember to unplug y'all and take care of yourself. Drink water. Stay hydrated. Hell yeah. That's something I definitely don't do enough of and I should probably do right after this. Thank Remember you. to shower. Remember to eat breakfast yeah. today. Thanks. Yeah. It's a little bit of love because I yes. feel like education and self-love and self-caring is very important and a great gift to others. Like when I told you to eat breakfast. Did you eat breakfast? Yes. Little tips here and there to thank you. I, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself and yes. don't let technology, which is which has become an extension of our bodies but you remember it's not we weren't born into this world with our phones we did not have all of this other stuff this, these are things we nope. picked up these are things we learned we came into just, this world with two eyes a nose ten fingers ten toes two penises two, penises. <laughs> two. and a badonka donk ass hell yeah a hundred percent every last one of us <laughs> make sure you drink water y'all um we love you we and love you thank you for listening yeah I'm Dominic. I'm Matthew. And you have been royally bitten. Yeah.